Thank you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. It's Raising the Vibration on the Live Paranormal Radio Network on iHeartRadio.com. Please also visit our other affiliates, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podomatic, Blog Talk Radio, and the list goes on and on. Oh, also uh, iVox, Player FM, and I'm memorizing more all the time. Uh, I'm your host, Sheena Metal, and I'm a psychic medium. I'm an interfaith minister. I'm a a 28-year talk radio host in Los Angeles and beyond. I'm a creative and performing artist, and I come to you live from my home in Southern California. Uh, This show is an outreach, was the first outreach of a movement of peace and love and kindness and unity that I founded in 2016 to carry on my mom's teachings after her passing. My mom always believed that the world needed more peace, more love, kindness, and more unity. And that if we could just achieve those things, that there was a strong possibility we could be so much closer to a harmonious planet. And that is sort of my goal and mission and service with RaisingTheVibration.org. And it's also my goal and mission and service with this radio show. Uh, this radio show, which is at RaisingTheVibrationRadio.com, uh, was where I gather every week on the show really um, – some of the brightest and most beautiful and loveliest minds and hearts and souls in all the communities that I'm a part of. So the spiritual community, the paranormal community, the entertainment community, and the world of give back and nonprofit. And we talk about passion. What's your service and what are you doing to make the world a better place? And if peace and love and kindness and unity are the cornerstone words of my nonprofit movement, the cornerstone words of this show, ascend, evolve, inspire, and love. Yes, I double up on love. Basically, what are you doing to add to your own vibrational uplift, to your own ascension? And then how is that adding to your overall spiritual evolvement? And then most importantly, what are you doing to take those two things that you've amassed and use them to inspire others to do the same, to, in essence, send the elevator down and bring up 100 people at a time? And then, of course, lastly, how much love are you throwing into the world, which is probably actually the most important. So that's what we do here every week on Raising the Vibration. Um, my guest today is a vibrational healer. So what a, per- a fantastic and perfect person to have here on the show. She's been a guest um, on shows of mine in the past. This is her first time here. So up to Raising the Vibration for the very first time, the wonderful Gabriella McAllister. How are you, my friend? It's wonderful to have you here. Oh, my goodness. What a pleasure to be with you again. It's been a long time. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank yeah. you. Oh, my God. It's completely my pleasure to be here. Now, when I had you on my show, I want to say it was probably 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more. 
Yeah, um, I have you a show. were the we're, we're, yeah, you were the first interview that I had. Uh, per, you know, when oh, I wow. decided to go professional. Oh wow! Oh how wonderful! Mm-hmm. Oh that's fantastic. I had not yep. yet. I was still hiding in the closet. I was still in the psychic closet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just thought, you're like, I'm hiding oh, in the closet. I'll just, I'll just do this on the down low with my mustache and fake nose, and nobody will know it's me. Yeah. Now now I kind of say I wear my underwear on the outside. Listen, this is always who I was, but now everybody sees it. Um, Absolutely. Were you identifying as a high vibrational healer at the time, or is that something that you moved into or taken that title publicly uh, in the last hour time since I saw you last? Um, it's a title that I took publicly, you know, just uh, fairly recently because one of the things, you know, I kind of, like you, um, you know, I had this professional background, traditional education, went to law school, was recruited to the State Department, you know, all this background stuff. And when I went into this profession, I went in literally like tripping, falling, screaming and kicking, falling off the cliff, going, you know, instead of doing the swan dive, it was such unfamiliar territory. So I came out as just a healer. But as I worked with people, they said, you're no healer like we've ever seen before. You know, your your work is so different and it's consistent across the board. There's no hit or miss. And, you know, as I was talking with um, an individual that started helping me with, um, you know, I was chief cook and bottle washer for too long. And so I was working with a communication strategist to kind of help me figure some things out. I kind of went through all the comments through the years and, and all the uh, reviews and she said, well, duh, it's, it's the level of your frequency is so high. And she's like, you've been at 5D and beyond from the get-go. Um, you just didn't know how to say it and, and, and were uncomfortable speaking about yourself in that way. And I said, well, yeah, because, you know, we're always, you have to have an uber confidence, but you also have to be careful of that ego, right? So it, it's sure. something that, you know, was, was recent. And kind of acknowledge, acknowledging that the work I've been doing for a long time has been at this great awakening level for about 20 years. And, you know, I just uh, didn't know how to, to name it, if you will. Don't you think, and I'm going to say something kind of strange and controversial because, after all, you've been on the phone for five minutes. Um, I have found in my time, and, and not just in my spiritual time, I've been working um, – well, out of the closet since 2014. I've had my practice since 2018. But my whole life in entertainment since I was four, that that people that truly sort of walk their talk, right, who are honest about the gifts they have and and are are um and are are loaded with gifts, whether it's creative or or it's spiritual, tend to sort of almost downplay who they are. While folks that maybe um, don't have as much to offer tend to overplay. And I think sometimes those that that have some really good things to give to the world and are also doing the work and keeping the vibration where it needs to be and working with the world and not against it, sometimes, you know, um, our megaphone doesn't blast as loud as those who are more interested in seeking attention than in doing the work. And um, I think we have to struggle sometimes to get our voice out there. And, um, oh, and make it heard because we're not willing to do the big flashy things to 
wear the clown pants to get attention. Does that make sense? Did that sound awful? Okay, no, it's not awful. You hit the nail on the head, and I'll take it one step further. So I'm just going to add to what you said because you're absolutely correct. I don't feel it's controversial, but, you know, like you, there may be some people out there that, that get frustrated with me for saying this, but we have to look at the system as a whole. Like I'll go back in time and look at my youth and all the skill sets that I had, my parents afraid of me because I saw things, heard things. I was talking to my grandfather when he passed away before the phone call came in that he had actually died. He was telling me goodbye. Sure. I mean, my parents just, nobody knew what to do with me. And so it was, you know, stuff it down, um, you know, be, be a good little soldier and, and do what you're supposed to do in life, university education, all this other stuff, go to law school. And what I've, in my reflections over the past four years, in particular, since all the nonsense just got ratcheted up, I went, holy cow, the whole system is designed to keep authentic healers, authentic indigos, authentic crystals down. They over-medicate us. They tell us something's wrong with us. They, sure. they, they make sure that we don't get the opportunities. So, like, you see, um, you know, former drug dealers becoming super superstars and billionaires and, and people with all these mental problems, very unstable individuals or compromised backgrounds being made celebrities in reality TV and other and in other genres of film and TV. And it's it's because the whole system, even in business, you know, when I was at the ad agency, I treated my teams like gold and my teams performed because I protected them. I treated them well. I made sure they got raises. I, I always believed by raising them and getting them moves up that I would just move up. But I was seen as a maverick and a threat to the establishment in, in, every, in every situation I was put in because I, I was at that higher vibration. So I truly believe that what's happening with the Great Awakening is we're all seeing very clearly the system has geared towards basically evil. And so that's why you see so many of these individuals not walking their talk, making it because they're easy to control because they're already compromised. I, I, I worked for one as the um, uh, director of operations. I can't use the name because he's such an aggressive individual, but world-renowned in, in their profession. And I watched just black as night. And, and, and I found out that the work that they tout and sell and have made millions off of and live in the Hollywood Hills in a mansion, uh, all stolen information. Right, right. Not even the real deal. Yeah. So, you know, you hit the nail on the head. This is like the tip of the iceberg about the great awakening, but in every profession. I mean, look at who Oprah endorsed. Look at who Wayne Dyer endorsed. They were endorsing John of God. I mean, when I learned of John of God, I went, ooh, uh, 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 uh. And it took decades. To uncover yeah. what that guy was really up to. Yeah. Okay. I want to say like a thousand things now, but I will say first of all, and I, I can tell that we are now kindred souls. Do you Absolutely. ever feel like the Lorax? I always feel like whole life I felt like like the Lorax from Doctor Seuss. 
Like I was always like, wait a minute, uh, 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 you know, uh, it's not a thing everyone needs. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? A sneeze is not a thing everyone needs. Um, because I always sort of felt like I was standing on the outside watching people fall under this umbrella. And mm-hmm. when I was younger, it was simple for me because I just wanted to assimilate. I just wanted to fit in. Now I yeah, feel like all. a lot of my purpose <laughs> is to help lift up other people who feel the same way. And, okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is I love that you said evil. And I'll tell you what. Some of my beloved New Age friends who I love with all my heart uh, don't believe there is such a thing as evil. They believe evil is just the unhappiness that's... you bring upon yourself. And I That's always the say, dogma. Well, yes. Right. I always say it must be nice to live in Candyland, but that's not where I live. Um, there well, is a balanced universe, right? And the, each side is always trying to tip it in their direction, and you don't behoove yourself in any way to believe that darkness doesn't exist. Well, in here the it same is. way that and I. I Yeah, I agree with you. That's like totally true. And I'll add to that. That's the greatest trick evil did was to convince everybody it didn't exist so that we are where we are today. This is how evil thrived because it convinced everybody that dogma, even the new age people got bamboozled. And I will, you know, what I love about people like you and me is I believe in constantly growing. You know, in my personal opinion, you know, people have tried to label me a master or guru, and I go, please don't, because I'm like everybody else. I'm tripping, falling, learning. Yeah. I just have a lot to share, but I'm still like everybody else having my lessons. There was a period in time that I just went, yeah, you know, I'm not really sure about this, you know, evil thing. and. And I fell for it, too, for a couple of years. And then when I was in Hollywood, when I still lived there, I encountered evil in a house that I went into, um, like absolute oh. evil. And I, I just, it left me alone because of, I go into those situations with humility because they're interdimensional beings. You know, I'm, I'm silly if I think holy water and a cross is going to do it. You know what I mean? Or sage. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> they are interdimensional beings. You right. need all the exactly. forces of light around you to, to yeah. help Nom- facilitate. Yeah, you know, facilitate a, a, a resolution. So I went into two different homes where just abject evil. Uh, a lot of people were hurt the, that night except for me. And, um, and then I remembered another situation that I had when I was 21 where I had blocked it out, but I went into a house that looked like Amityville horror. And I, I walked in unknowing the realtor didn't tell us. And then, you know, within 10 minutes I was, I was up on a wall, something invisible had me by the neck and was holding me about five feet off the ground by the neck. I mean, the realtor and my fiance at the time were just, staring in horror and I I was you know very new to my skill set and I was reduced to my Catholic origins of saying Hail Marys and our fathers and the thing finally let go of me and then I was like I'm out <laughs> I was like I'm out work <laughs> sometimes you know I, I have a, a, a friend who's very um, occult rooted and she mm-hmm. um, was the psychic on a television show 
and Lorraine Warren was the guest, and Lorraine Warren said to her one night, look, you know what, no matter what your belief system is, if you're stuck in the middle of evil and you invoke the name of Jesus Christ, it works. And you know what, it's kind of true. There are some things that I think are just interfaith go-tos. For me, it's the Lord's Prayer. When I, In a few instances, thankfully, that I've been spiritually attacked, the Lord's Prayer works. And I'm not like a church-going I mean, I am now. No, I'm an, but I'm an you, but you, cho- you truly have faith. There's a difference. Yes. There are people that throw around prayers. Like I, th- there was a priest in that. Um, it was a a home. We were filming for a show, and it was a home that had belonged to Char- one of Charlie Chaplin's mistresses in um, okay one of the older sections of the Hollywood Hills. And sure. I literally, you know, as I walked towards the house I was like I felt that pressure and I knew what it was and I went huh and yep. I kind of just reached out energetically and said I'm just here to find out what's up man I was like I got no beef with you let's just I'm just here to yeah. find out what's going on and I walked in and then there's just basically you know they called it decor and I looked down and I went that's a freaking pentagram like in 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 the tile <laughs> that was yeah. Yeah. You know, from Charlie Chaplin's error. And I'm sitting there looking like, looking at it going, This is no good. I'm like, This is this is just bad juju, you know. But it was really interesting. The priest that night that was there, it was a Catholic priest, um, and I was raised Catholic myself, and um he got attacked all over the place. And then when I didn't get attacked and they were interviewing me, he gave me that cat eyed look and he said I think you didn't get attacked because you're one of them. And I oh. smiled and whipped three different cards out, and I said, uh, call my friends, these three Jesuit-level priests that will tell you I'm absolutely not. And I said, and the fact that you would throw, me at, throw that out in such a vile way means right. you've got an issue with your own faith, Father, and only you can, can – I don't have an issue with my faith. You do, or right. else you would have been fine. You know, so, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that think they have faith, but then when tested, uh, they really don't. But you don't, you don't have to be going to church to, you know, go back into those roots and, and truly that belief in the light. And, yes, the Lord's Prayer is, is amazing. I agree. And you know what's funny is when it happened to me, um, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even know I remembered the Lord's Prayer from about, like, five times I went to Presbyterian Church as a child. And I wasn't even sure if I was doing it right, so I, I, I Googled it and got a meme. Um, but, man, it, it worked. That and, a, um, that and a hematite crystal. I held on to a hematite. And um, yep. th- those two things managed to keep it off. But it was my fault for being in a place that was new and not protecting myself. Because I think when you have gifts, you shine bright like a lighthouse beacon, right? So you always have to be protecting yourself wherever you are. Because if there's something dark there, it'll it'll sniff you out. And sometimes yeah, when you're in like a situation, a moth, it's like a moth to the light. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. So sometimes if you're in a situation where it's a family situation or you're with friends and you you forget, like I will never forget after that night, that's for sure. But I forgot, like oh that's right, when I go into a new place, I have to make sure that I protect myself until I figure out what the energy there is and kind of suss it out. And I say it, and I say all of this, and I know you do too, for people that are listening, not to 
scare you, like, oh, my God, the dark is coming for you. It's not about that. It's about being aware of what's around in the same way that, you know, I grew up in Surf City, spent my life in the water. You don't pretend the sharks aren't there. You know they're there. You don't <laughs> right. practice, and you know how to get away if they come. But you don't, like, just, you know, splash around in the water, like, with, you know, blood coming out of your nose and, like, oh, there's probably no sharks here because that's how you get eaten. So you don't have to be terrified of it, but you also don't have to pretend it's not there. And I think the same goes for darkness within humans, for narcissists, right? You can't, you can't be scared that everybody you meet is a narcissist, but you also can't pretend they don't exist because then you open yourself up more to be attacked. So you just have to be prepared, you know, the same way you put on sunscreen or when it's cold, you put on heavy socks. I mean, it's, it's just a matter of, of protecting yourself just in a spiritual way, right? Yeah, it's, it's, you're absolutely right. And I think part of the thing is, you know, humans and, you know, for however long that evil's been in control, everybody's kind of taught not to be connected. They're taught um, that uh, they're literally they're taught to be on autopilot and they ignore their subconscious self, which is way more in control than our conscious self. And, and they go on this autopilot. And like you said, it's literally having blinders on and, and that's not the way we were designed. I mean, yes, we have the five senses, but those are just, you know, the beginning of our senses. Those are very limited and remedial. And when we're open to all the senses that we actually have and we learn the paradigm of being aware and awake is normal, then it becomes very easy to take care of ourselves in a very healthy way, you know, from that place yeah. of confidence like you're talking about. But that, that's a total different yeah. shift for the entire population. You know, that's like talking, yeah. you know, ancient, ancient man, Chinese Mandarin. You know, it, you, they'll look at you with three heads, but the awake people that are starting to come to the knowledge of all this stuff, they're like, this makes so much more sense. This is so much more peaceful. This is so much more engaging. Life actually has more color when you engage all your senses. It becomes this great miracle every day. And, and then yeah. you live in a state of peace because you have awareness, like you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and coming from the standpoint of a high vibrational healer, Gabriella, how, how much does raising your vibration, your personal vibration, help to protect you from being compromised in situations like this, both in your spiritual life and in your earth life? Well, you know, the, the more the, we should all be constantly upgrading ourselves. And that means, you know, stepping into the higher frequencies, right? That's what we're all supposed to be doing. It's just been covered up until now, you know, the great awakening happening. The more, the more you step into the higher vibration, the more you recognize like the lower 3D and 4D and you, you feel it to the point where it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a you know, um, an energy disparity. And so you realize that you, you, you have these certain feelings and situations that it's not a fit. And the minute that peace is disrupted from an authentic place, not a drama place, but you can feel 
yeah, I'm not comfortable. This doesn't work for me. You, you remove yourself from bad situations like immediately or you don't even engage yeah. in a bad situation. Um, you know, like I, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like I, I went out to go riding uh, a while back and, you know, I got there and I was all ready to go and riding is my therapy, being with my medicine hat horse. Of course, I end up with, you know, I've, I've never wanted a white horse and I end up with a medicine hat paint. Of course, only shamans and healers are supposed to have those, you know, in Native American lore. So I'm laughing. Of course, of course, of course I end up with a medicine hat paint. And, you know, Bloody William thinks he's a, he's a painted unicorn. He's like, I'm a mom, mom, mom. Oh, you know, he, 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 he's so <laughs> sassy. I am a mofo unicorn. And then he sashays his way down. He's hysterical. So, you know, I go out and I'm like, I don't want to ride. When does that happen? And I'm kind of walking right. around like something's wrong. Something's wrong. I don't know what's wrong, but something's wrong. And even William's like, no, we're not going. I'm like, okay, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And so, you know, I found the, you know, I found uh, somebody on the property and I was anything going on I need to know about on, you know, out in the woods. And they said, oh, there's a bunch of stray dogs that somebody dumped and they're kind of nipping at the the trail horses. And I'm like, yeah, no wonder I don't want to go out because I'm not going to put William in that situation. I'm not going to put me in that situation. No, thank you. You know, that's, that's an accident waiting to happen. So, yeah, I just kind of reached out with those other senses and then got it validated and then avoided, you know, something, an injury that could have happened to me and William. So it, it, it makes life, it makes life make more sense and it, it, it keeps you away from the drama. And the only ones who object to that are, you know, unfortunately there are folks out there as you and I both know that are very addicted to drama. You know, the addictions issue is, is beyond substances. It can be addiction to an energy frequency that's very unhealthy. Oh, I always say the worst addiction ever is people because mm-hmm. uh, a, a pack of heroin doesn't give a damn if you take it or not. But people will actively work towards feeding your addiction. So um, mm-hmm. I think that's the all addictions is the addiction to people who are not good for you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but that's interesting, right? If you just listen to your inner voice, it will tell you when it is the time to do something and when it is not the time to do something. And I think as a gifted person, it's, it's so important for empaths, so important that you listen to that inner voice because it, it really is spirit trying to protect you and not put you in situations where you're going to be in some way uncomfortable. It's going to lead to some kind of anxiety, depression, panic, stay away from as gifted people. Um, listen, listen to that voice inside of you. If something says no, 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 the answer is no, no, no. And, and you know, all the time with clients, and you probably have this too, they'll say like, oh, you know, I met this guy and, I don't know. I just keep feeling really bad about it. I keep feeling like it's not the right thing. I keep feeling like there's something wrong with him. I'm worried he's not authentic. I'm worried he's not for real. Well, I mean, are you listening to yourself? Because <laughs> your inner voice just gave you 10 reasons to run. Exactly. And I Exactly. And, you know, sometimes- it's, it's fascinating. You, you just said something really poignant. You know, that inner voice, that inner knowing, is way ahead of the curve of waiting for the empirical evidence. And again, Absolutely. kind of everything, everything is orchestrated to make us slow on the uptake so we don't evolve and we don't get to our best selves. 
in this lifetime. Yeah. This is the way evil has designed it. So evil kind of has bamboozled everybody. Oh, you must wait for the empirical evidence, right? And, you know, yeah. I've seen this throughout my own life and throughout the lives of clients. The inner knowing, which is devoid of fear and attachment, once you know what that feels like and you hook into that authentic inner knowing, it will tell you everything you need to know ahead of the game. And like you said, it's it's spirit, it's it's everything positive, spirits, angels, whatever you believe in, the good guys, Mm -hmm. you know, giving you the information that you need for next steps or not next steps, you know, hold, wait, go, left, right, uh, yes, no. When you're devoid of that attachment and you're devoid of the fear mechanisms that we've all been brainwashed into, that authentic knowing inside of you, that connection that you have to the universe, everything that's good and positive and that's love, always guides you in the correct direction. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. And it's about really learning to trust your inner voice, right? I mean, learning to trust your gut, learning to trust that the good feeling in your gut or the wary feeling in your gut or whatever it is, just listening to that, uh, that, that gut reaction, right, which we all know is your solar plexus chakra, which is how you're receiving a lot of messages from spirit. But when we thought we were all just humans, we called it our gut. And it's, what we should have been listening to all along, right? When it comes to people, when it comes to places. Um, also, I think it's important for people who are seeking um, spiritually in any regard to know it, it's okay to say not today. You know, sometimes you want to go to a place, you want to go to a temple, you want to take an intensive workshop, you want to go to a haunted place and paranormal investigate, and you get there and the energy is too much. It's okay to say not today. It's okay to say this is more than I can handle today, and that's okay. We're not supposed to take it on, take it on, take it on until it makes us sick, right? You should always push yourself, and you should always strive to get better. But if you get in a situation like you were in that day with your horse, and you're just thinking to yourself, I don't feel this today, it's perfectly okay. We don't have to over-spiritualize ourselves until we make ourselves sick, right? Well, or put ourselves in a situation that's impossible to learn a hard lesson. Like you, you and I both know the universe will turn up the volume until you learn how to listen. And it'll. Yes. And so if I hadn't been listening to that authentic knowing internally and I had forced a ride, I would have forced a very tough learning experience. Now, the point of the experience wouldn't have been to create pain for myself or William, but the point of the experience would have been the lesson but the lesson came with some very hard consequences. And that's because are you listening or are you not? And do you really want the universe to dial it up and smack you upside the head with a two by four to get you to listen? You know, and I I tell people all the time, choose the easier lesson, choose the easier lesson. It's just easier. Trust me. You don't want to go through the brutal stuff because it it just makes life just, you know, you know, and I think, you know, There, you and I have have had some tough lessons in our lives, and and I'm at the point at 53 years old. I'm saying, yeah, I want the easy lesson, so I'm paying attention. You know, you guys tell me something, I, I how high? You know, it, spirit tells me to jump. You know, where do you want me to go? 
you know, I'm not, I'm not going to play games anymore like that. I'm like, I've learned my lesson. I trust, you know, and I've always ended up in good situations. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. What, what are you, what are you excited about right now? I mean, what is something in your spiritual periphery that you're really excited about learning more about now, growing more? What's kind of the new, the new hot thing that you're really interested in? Well, you know, kind of like you, I was out for a long time. I was out, but yet still kind of holding back. And then the past four years, you know, all of us, I think, that were awake and in the know had our butts handed to us on one level or another. And then coming through it now with the empirical evidence catching up, um, my excitement was I kind of sat back and went, I, I need to be more out there. I need to be more accessible, more visible again. It's time. And then I had a client who I didn't realize was a, like a communication strategist. I, I hadn't asked them what they did. And then I found out and I went, well, you know my work. Do you want to work together? And then it's been such an amazing experience. Like I'm excited about expanding my ability to help people and animals. And uh, for years I was asked to teach and I was just like, yeah, I have, the first thing I'd have to do is, teach a freaking class on ethics because my God, we've gotten away from ethics and there's so few of us out there like you get it, but there's a lot less of us out there that really understand the ethics that are, you know, making millions and billions. And so what was really funny is this person just said, Hey, you know, why don't we do some like 30 minute audio modules, educating people that are like, you know, an evergreen product that has legs. That's the foundation. It's different than working with you in person, but it gives people a foundation to springboard, you know, going into the great awakening. And so I started with ethics right. and it was really weird. Uh, for years, none of that would come out of me. It was, it was like I kept getting tripped on it and uh, I downloaded 13 different master modules. I call them healthy M&Ms. <laughs> and um, they came to me at 2 o'clock in the morning, of course, when I was settled down wanting to sleep. But that was when I was able to hear what the topics needed to be. And I've gotten four uh, recorded, and then I'm, I'm getting the rest done. And so I'll have those evergreen modules come up that are very reasonably priced that people can just listen to over and over and over again and they're infused with connected energy, so it helps wake people up. And then just, you know, you came around as my promoter was sending out um, queries uh, to, to get, you know, start inter getting me interviews again. And it was really funny because I was like, oh, my God, you know, Sheena, after all these years, you know, it was like you picked up on it, too, and you didn't even get a query, you were like, hey, it's, it's no, time to I, talk to Gabby again. No, no one sent me a query. Yeah, you got the energetic query. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, all of a sudden, I just, I don't know how it happened. Just all of a sudden, I was in your Facebook message box, and I'm like, hey, remember me? Um, as, as Spirit has been prompting me to reach out to other light workers that have crossed my path and sort of, you know, see see what kind of connections need to be made. I mean, I think that there are reasons why spirit pulls us all together to do work together. 
sometimes it's Absolutely. difficult. I'm a very much, you know, I grew up as an actor, so I'm very much an ensemble person. I always want there mm-hmm. to be a group. Um, I was just talking to a, a guest on my show yet, two days ago about how my whole life growing up in the entertainment world, I thought I would never, ever see competitiveness and jealousy worse than that. And then I got in the psychic world, and it was instantly three times as bad. So I've Holy been very disheartened. right? Yeah, at the fact that people just want to cut each other down and they they don't want to work together and they don't there's so much competitiveness and it it made me gun shy for a while. Oh, that's exactly what happened to me. Like a lot of times, I'll get on the phone with new clients and they'll be like, "Oh, do you know so and so? And do you know so and so?" And I'm like, "I don't know nobody. I stay away from everybody. I just do my own thing. I help who I need to help." <laughs> and because again, the you know I had tried to collaborate like you so many times. There is, you know, I believe that people like you and me, and, and there's thousands of us, if not a few million, okay, because there's so many people on the planet now, I believe that light workers at our level were put here because there's just, it's a dense population, and we all have our different role in our different ways of helping. But the fact is, you used the analogy earlier, which is very, very correct, uh, we're like lighthouses. And, and we're, we're, we're blasting light and we're bringing hope and, and we are walking our talk and lighting the way by walking our talk as well as being of service, you know, mission and purpose driven, right? And all of us have, most of us have been invalidated. Um, many of us have gone into addictions, uh, taken ourselves out with disease because it just got too hard to be here because the authentic people couldn't get seen. And those times are over. Those times have ended. And so that's why you and I are, like, coming out of the woodwork, collecting and wanting to collaborate and lift, you know, all of us up because we all have so much to do. One person can't do it all. Absolutely, 100%. And I don't understand why we can't all work together. And I think all of us that are gifted should all come together and raise that strength. But unfortunately, part of the, how the darkness infiltrates, I believe, into our world is through ego. And oh, yeah, which is fear. And yes. things get crazy. And, and I always tell this story, and I tell it apprehensively. I haven't in a while, but now spirit is prompting me to again. There was a group of people who were psychics, and some of them didn't even know each other who were on me constantly to come out of the closet and start my own practice. I mean, they would literally harass me on the air about it. There were five of them. And when I did, within the first year of opening my practice, all but one, who's still a darling friend and she knows who she is, completely stopped talking to me and became malignant forces in my life. And it, well, of I course. was so... I didn't know what to do. I was so taken aback by it that it made me feel for a minute like, do I do I even want to do do I want to do this? And then I realized then spirit kind of came in and said, but you see, this is why you want to do this because here's an example for others about uh, what happened in your own life. And you know, my mother was a very gifted psychic medium, and she always did it on the down low. She never really came out. And um, one of the lessons that she said to me was she believed that. Everything that happened in your life that made you unhappy happened as a healer so you could help other people get through it. You had to experience it yourself to help others get through it. And um, That's exactly me, it. 
Saturday. It's been about this, like, betrayal. I've always think, like, you know, like the little puppy that thinks we're all going to go to puppy daycare and be best friends. And then, you know, I'm alone in the corner. And so it was, it was, a, it was an eye-opener my first year in this community, um, really, with my practice open, because I thought my friends would be so happy for me that I actually did it and, and did it well. But instead it was, you know, oh, now, I, I, don't, I don't really understand that. I still don't. But it is something that um, I live because with those now. Are people, and I yeah, those, those people come from lack. They come from yeah. lack and they come from ego. And so they don't believe that there's enough to go around. Like, you know, when I used to negotiate contracts at the ad agency, and, you know, one of my clients was Wyeth Erst, which is, as you probably know, is now Pfizer, you know, so I was, was, you know, sure. back in 91 recruited, you know, when there was no jobs um, at the executive level. And uh, it was fascinating to, um, you know, I would negotiate a contract and I would try to figure out how do we make the pie bigger? So let's not slice this pie up. Let's have everybody win. Let's everybody feel and, and have it made that everybody's making millions off of this, this agreement together. Because if everybody wins, everybody will want to do more business together and then you have allies versus having enemies waiting in the wings to bring you down if you screwed them in a contract. Yes. And, you know, my, my point of view was seeing I was such a maverick. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people were, were angry about that kind of stuff. And I would sit there and look at everybody going, no, this actually makes more abundance. If you go after making all the money for yourself, you're actually making less money in the long run. You can make the millions, you can make the billions doing the right thing. It's just a small paradigm shift. And I could not get people to understand that. I, I was just like, wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but yes, and after a while you have to resign yourself, right? To the fact that you're just going to help those that you can help and you're going to not worry about the rest. It's kind of like a a humanity version of the serenity prayer, right? You you change the ones you can, you don't the ones you don't, and you have the wisdom to know the difference. Well, exactly. And and the ones that, you know, hold on to envy and rancor and, and have ill feelings to you just learn how to sidestep, like not stepping in dog shit. Um, you you yeah. just sidestep. You know, I have people all the time that watch my relationship with my dogs and my shepherds that I have and, Arbo is, is very special needs, and uh, but he is part wolf. And, uh, oh, my God, what – I mean, he's laying here passed out next to me right now. He's such a dear little sweetheart. He's two oh. years old now. And um, what a character, very intelligent, you know, very wolf-like. I didn't set out to get one. I actually told the breeder, I said, I've only had one other animal greet me the way the sire greeted me, you know, the male. And I said, I think you're going to want to have this dog genetically tested. And she went, oh, no, no, he's AKC registered. He's, you know, from Germany. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like, I know what that look means because I've worked with Timberwolves. She came back and she went, mother of God, he's 20% wolf. And I said, yeah, you know, you just take those AKC papers and throw them out because it's like it doesn't mean shit. Um, right. Uh, so I ended up with Arbo, and uh, in anybody else's hands, he'd probably be dead by now. He's so sensitive, he can't handle any chemicals. I have to feed him fresh fish in Oklahoma, no less. Um, he, he gets fresh parsnips. 
uh, he gets uh, fresh uh, turnips. I have to boil everything and puree. And, you know, he's he just groaned listening to me like, oh, mother, you're so dramatic about my diet. But, you know, <laughs> he gets with with anybody else, you know, he, he wouldn't be okay. But and that's, you know, kind of I end up with these animals. William is, is very interesting as well. And, um, you know, people will see me and how did you train your horse that way? Or how did you train your dog that way? And I said, okay, well, yes, you do have to understand behavior and psychology, but then in the end, it's about relationship. It's like up your game with other species too. raise your vibration to understand that they're not dumb animals. They, they have a full range of vocabulary. They understand the energy of your words if they don't understand the specific word. But like William, people would watch me with William, and I, I'll send William out. I'll say, I don't like that horse. Uh, they don't understand. I'm fragile. Give me my five feet. And he'll go out like a dog and move the horses away from me. And, wow. and keep me in a safe space of, of five feet. And people are like, how do you do that? And I'm like, it's relationship. If, if, if I have the expectation and I expect the best and I expect him to be sentient and I expect him to understand things, then, and I educate him with that expectation for him to be the best he can be. Um, and, and what people don't realize, too, a lot of people in the horse world that treat them as, you know, just a horse. You know, when I was working with cetaceans, um, dolphin consciousness, I asked, hey, you know, who's your closest link on land? And dolphin consciousness responded to, to that with the horse, which shocked me. And I went, oh, my God, no wonder, you know, they can read you like a dolphin and they can see what's wrong with you and know where cancer is or know that you have a bone break because they do have that ability to sense it. And, you know, here we have treated them in in such a terrible way, but they are as sentient. And and even though technically the brain is not as big as a dolphin, they are the dolphin counterpart. And I I laughed when I found this out because my mom, you know, when she was cleaning out the house, sent me a bunch of my pictures from grade school, my drawings, you know, crayon drawings on, you know, construction paper. And there, the only things I ever drew were horses and dolphins. The only thing I ever drew. And I went, wow, wow. I had a knowing as a child. I just didn't know how to put it together, but I, I somehow knew. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I, I hope that, you know, with the awakening occurring and people like you and I collaborating and being open to supporting each other authentically and, and, and raising each other up, wouldn't it be lovely if we could have after-school programs to help children um, with their other skill sets so that no matter what they choose to be in life, an actor, a writer, a teacher, uh, a construction worker, they have their entire skill set at their disposal to be the best that they can be in their mission and purpose. I love that. That's beautiful, sweetie. And with that, we're out of time, but let's do this again soon because I think we didn't even scratch the surface. I adore you. I'm so glad that you came out. I am so glad that you invited me here today, and I appreciate you you so much. Um, Please let me know if this is recorded. Send me a link. I'd love to continue sharing you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. 
and, and me, you. So where can people find you online? ConnectedEnergyHealing.com. And from there, Wonderful. they'll find all my social on, media. You are active on social media. Super. Thank you so much for being here. Let's do it again soon. I'm going to be in, in touch almost immediately with new fun things for us to do, and I thank you for this. And I can't wait. I, I, I think we're going to be doing some stuff in the future. I feel really good, and uh, hopefully we'll get to do some speaking engagements together to help educate oh, people. Count me in. I'm already in my car, and I'm on the way. I want to meet the wolf. All right. <laughs> I send you a big hug. Bring thank it. you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, sweetheart. Take care. Bye-bye. The wonderful uh, Gabriella McAllister, everybody. Such a great person to have here. Can't wait to have her back. If you missed those links, SheenaMetalSpiritual.com, and you can find me everywhere on social media, at SheenaMetal. Um, of course, uh, RaisingTheVibrationRadio.com, iHeartRadio.com, LifeParanormal.com, and all of our affiliates. Until I see you next time, seek peace, live in love, lead with kindness, embrace unity, Always work to raise your vibration and most importantly know that you are love and you are loved and you're loved by me. I'm Sheena Metal. This is Raising the Vibration. We're at raisingthevibration.org. I'll see you next time.